Hello, and welcome to our weekly message. Today's message, Pastor Martin begins our Advent sermon series called Rediscovering Christmas. This week's message is titled Finding Hope in Our Uncertainties from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Good morning, friends who joined us online and you who were in person. I was thinking about some Christmas movies recently, and it occurs to me that there's a recurring theme in many Christmas movies, and certainly in the ones that I was thinking about. In the classic musical, White Christmas, starring Bing Crosby and featuring, of course, that famous song, there is the theme of hope that's reflected in the movie, the hope of snow for the resort in Vermont and the hope of finding love at Christmas, the theme of hope. Then there is the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, for George Bailey, there's the hope that he might rediscover personal significance and a sense of worth and purpose in life. How about the movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas? There's the theme of hope in that movie that even the most wretched person can discover something in their heart and a little compassion and begin to think about others from that perspective. And then there's our family favorite, Home Alone. In Home Alone, there's the hope against all odds of family, the McAllister family, coming together to be reunited at Christmas. The theme of hope in all of those Christmas movies, and that further reminds me that we live in a world that is desperate for hope. People are looking for hope. We've lived through such an un precedently challenging period of time. We live in days that are marked by all kinds of uncertainty. People are looking for hope. Someone has said that a person can go 40 days without food, about four days without water, four minutes without oxygen, but only about four seconds without hope. Into that world comes the message of Christmas. And the message of Christmas that the eternal Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, would step out of heaven and into our world to be born as a tiny baby. That message fills our hearts with hope. In fact, our confidence as we begin this Advent season, friends, is that in Christ Jesus, we overflow with hope. Listen to these words from Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. The Apostle Paul writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, friends, we are free to overflow with hope. I want to reflect with you this morning then on four specific ways in which we as followers of Jesus by faith can overflow with hope in this season of Advent. In Advent 2022, our hearts are filled with hope. Even in the challenging world in which we live, marked by all kinds of uncertainties. Why? Because Christ is God identifying with us. In the incarnation, in the entrance into our world, of the eternal Son of God, we have Christ identifying with us in this world. Here are these verses of Scripture. First of all, Matthew 1, 21 to 23. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In the message of Christmas, our hearts overflow with hope because central to the message of Christmas is the truth of Emmanuel, God with us. And then the Apostle John in John 1.14 writes, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Incredibly, miraculously, unbelievably, in the incarnation, Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ stepped out of all that was rightfully his in glory, receiving day by day and moment by moment the worship of adoring angels as he existed in fellowship with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And then in one incredible moment, the Lord Jesus Christ so condescended himself He so humbled himself that he came into our world having stepped out of eternity and in our world he stepped into a body and he identified with us. During his earthly ministry, the Lord Jesus Christ, fully God, fully human, experienced all that we experience, joys, challenges, frustrations, heartache, pain. And as the perfect God-man who, in his earthly ministry, relying on the Spirit of God for daily strength, lived the perfect life we could never live, he ultimately gave his life for us on the cross of Calvary. In his humanity, Jesus identifies with us, understands what life is like for us, the highs, the lows, and in his divinity, he's able to speak mercy and grace and strength into our lives Grace and mercy that meets the very moment of our challenge. And as the perfect God-man, he was uniquely qualified, having identified with us to give himself for us on the cross of Calvary. Now there's a legend that goes back to World War II and the Nazi occupation of Denmark. According to the story, word came down from the evil occupiers that all Danish Jewish people would have to begin to wear the yellow armband with the Star of David, identifying themselves as Jewish people against everyone else in the population. As the legend goes, Danish King Christian at that point directed that, yes, all Danish Jewish people would have to wear the armband with the Star of David, but then he directed all loyal Danish citizens to do the same thing, and then the king himself began to wear the armband with the Star of David. And as the legend goes, he would walk the streets of Copenhagen wearing the Star of David at great personal peril. Now, it's a great story, but it just didn't actually happen. What is true is that the king of Denmark in those days in which their Nazi occupiers demanded that all Danish Jews wear the Star of David... What he and his people did do is they secretly rallied behind Danish Jewish people so that 75 of them were secretly spirited out of Denmark to safety in Sweden. It's an example of how a legend can grow and be embellished over time. But the king nevertheless, at risk to himself and his administration, worked to see to it that thousands of lives were saved, and they were. But what if... What if there was a king who so identified with his people 
that he was willing to experience everything that they experience. What if there was such a king who so humbled himself that he would be willing to give his life for his people to set them free? Friends, we have such a king, and his name is Jesus. Amen? We live in hope in a crazy world this Advent because Christ is God identifying with us. God in a body experiencing in his earthly ministry all that we do. Then is the perfect God-man shedding his blood, dying on a cross, and that to purchase the freedom and the forgiveness for all who have confessed their sins and entrust themselves to Jesus as the only one who could forgive them and lead their lives. Friends, we also live in so much hope, overflowing hope, as the Apostle Paul describes it, this Advent, because not only is Christ God identifying with us, Christ is God indwelling us. Listen to these verses, Galatians 2 verse 20. Paul writes, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Colossians 1 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the miracle of God's grace when we are in Christ Jesus by faith. When we repent of our sins and acknowledge that we desperately need a Savior, someone to rescue us from our sins. And believing that Jesus died and rose to pay for our sins, we surrender our lives to him in faith. In that moment, by a miracle, by the grace of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, by his Spirit, takes up residence within our lives. If you are in Christ Jesus by faith, the Lord Jesus by his Spirit is indwelling you. And that's for every follower of Jesus by faith. No exceptions. Amen. We are indwelt by the living Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my girl and I, we're more budget to modest accommodations people. But a few years ago, we splurged. We kind of went all out. It was an anniversary getaway. We flew to Toronto. And we did some things in the area. Went to Niagara Falls. And we were going to a couple of Jays games. My wife's a big baseball fan. And, but what we did to go to the Jays games is for three nights, we stayed in the Toronto Marriott City Center Hotel. For us, that was a big splurge. That's the hotel. That's the Marriott that's attached to the Sky Dome Complex. It's a really cool way to go to a baseball game. We got out of our room and on the elevator, down to the ground floor, walked down the hallway, and into the stadium. It was that simple, and it was wonderful. Can you think of a time when you stayed at a special accommodations, maybe something that was somewhat luxurious, and you have happy memories about that? Now what about this? This blows my mind. When the Lord Jesus Christ, the King from all eternity, so humbled himself that he stepped into this world, he did not show up in a five-star hotel. He was born in a manger, in a stable to humble peasants, but that's not all. Think about it, friends. Never mind five-star accommodations. Our king, for all those who will receive him by faith, takes up residence in ordinary, regular, broken, wounded sinners like each and every one of us are. And if you're in Christ Jesus by faith, 
Jesus, by his spirit, is living within you. Does that not fill our hearts with hope? The indwelling Christ by his spirit, giving us encouragement and strength moment by moment and day by day, giving us wisdom and direction when we don't know which way to turn, lifting our spirits when we're struggling inside. The spirit of the living Christ is indwelling us. Max Lucado says, that sometimes, you know, we wonder a $6 million question. What was it like for the Virgin Mary to carry within her the very Son of God? Great question. And then he says that in some way, those who are in Christ Jesus by faith, by the grace of God, get some kind of a sense Because the living Lord Jesus is within us as well. And our king, the Lord Jesus Christ, says Max, issues a merry type of invitation to all who will hear his voice. And that invitation is simply this. Yield your life to me in faith and I will come in. Friends, we live in hope this Advent as we remind ourselves of the glorious truth. That for all who are in Christ Jesus by faith, the living Christ has taken up residence within our lives by the Holy Spirit of the living God. In Advent 22, we also live in incredible hope, great hope, overflowing hope, as Paul says, because Christ is God interceding for us. What would that mean for us if we reflected on the fact daily that the Lord Jesus Christ who identified with us, who's indwelling with us, is also interceding and praying for us. Listen to these words from Romans chapter 8. 831, if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 834, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who is raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. For every person who is in Christ Jesus by faith, the Lord Jesus Christ who identified with you, with me, and is indwelling us, is interceding for us, praying for us before the living God. And one of the things that Jesus is interceding for us in in specific ways that we would get before the Father is this, as that verse in Romans 8.31 said, If God is for us, Paul's rhetorically asking the question, and the obvious answer is, yes, God is for you. So right now, in this very moment, the eternal God of glory, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere present, and a whole bunch of other things, right now in this moment, not at some point in the past, or hopefully at some point in the future, right now, he is for you, he is cheering you on. He is pouring over you his love and his favor. For this is our Father in heaven. And Jesus, I think, among other things, is praying, Oh, Father, help by your spirit that our daughters and sons down there in Harvest, that they would get that today. That their hearts would overflow with the hope that their God is for them. Scottish preacher from the 19th century, Robert Murray McShane, he once said, If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Yet distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. 
This Advent, we live with hope in the face of the joys and the challenges that life inevitably brings. We live with hope for our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, the only Savior of the world. He is interceding on our behalf, very individually, very personally, and that at the right hand of the Father. And finally, our hearts overflow with hope again this Advent because Christ is God incoming for us. The Lord Jesus Christ, who visited this planet in his first Advent, will visit this planet once more someday soon in his second Advent. John 14, verse 3, Jesus said, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. Acts 1.11, at the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, the angel said to the group gathered there, people of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. One day soon, our Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. In the interim, we live in the confident hope because no one knows the day or the hour in which Jesus is returning, not even the Son himself. In the interim, I mean, we live with the confidence that should life in this earthly journey come to a conclusion for us, our last breath on earth as followers Jesus by faith, even as God's word is true, is our first breath in forever in the presence of our Savior. What did Jesus say? to the thief dying on the cross beside him. When that thief made an expression of simple, sincere faith in the Lord Jesus, he said, Lord, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. And what did Jesus say to him? Today you'll be in paradise with me. Death in our physical life translates us into forever in our souls, in the conscious presence of Jesus in heaven. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And then, as followers of Jesus by faith, we live in the rock-solid biblical hope that the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to this planet once, some 2,000 years ago, is soon to return. And in that moment, Everyone will know that he is king and Lord. Injustices will be righted. Righteousness by his reign will be established. And it will be a joyful reunion of all God's people. Chaos does not reign in our world. Even the powerful people on the planet, they don't reign in this world. Our God reigns and our king is returning soon to establish that reign. And in that day, everyone will know it. Amen? Big sister Lucy and little bro Linus are sitting in the living room watching TV. And Lucy says to her brother, go get me a glass of water. And Linus looks back at his sister a little surprised and he says, why should I do anything for you? You don't do anything for me. And Lucy ponders for a second, and then she says, when you turn 75, I'll bake you a birthday cake. At which point, Linus gets up, starts walking to the kitchen to get the glass of water, and on his way, he muses, 
It's so wonderful to have something to look forward to. It is so wonderful to have something to look forward to. We look forward to the any moment return of our Lord Jesus Christ to gather up to himself all of God's precious people. And what a joyful day of reunion that will be. So, friends, this Advent, let's cling to the Christ of Christmas. Zero in on him. Pour out your hearts to him. And be reminded that we live in hope. Because he's identified with us. And he's indwelling us. And he's interceding on our behalf. And he's incoming. He's soon to return to gather up to him all of God's people. Amen. Thank you for joining us for a weekly message. We live in a world that needs something to hope for. Thanks be to God that we are able to put our hope in King Jesus. Let us hold on to the Christ of Christmas in our brokenness and our challenges. In the face of life's uncertainties, let's dare to live with a confident hope for Christ is God. He's identifying with us. He is God indwelling us. He is God interceding for us and he is God incoming for us in his soon return, soon to take us to be with him forever. If you're experiencing challenges or hardships and would like prayer for anything going on in your life, or if you'd like to learn more about how you can begin a relationship with Jesus, please email help at hhachurch.com. That's help, H-E-L-P, at H for Harvest, H for Hills, A for Alliance, Church, C-H-U-R-C-H.com. We'd love to talk with you and pray with you to help you experience all that is available to us in Christ Jesus. Now these words from Romans 15 verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you as you go into the remainder of your day to be the hands, feet, and voice of Jesus.